I don't know that we have an agenda. Well, first I gotta ask you, mm-hmm. just your, your day-to-day life. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm obviously aware of this meme, but sure. uh, as a pastor, it's actually part of like it's actually kind of important. <laughs> like is, I actually do think about it a lot. Okay? It is actually like part of my work life, you know, uh, to think about the Roman Empire in which the New Testament was written. So uh, I would say quite often. <laughs> so you, yeah, you're you're fitting right into the stereotype of men thinking about the Roman Empire. Now, speaking speaking of stereotypes of men and the Roman Empire, um, I watched about half of You've Got Mail this week. I I believe you did as well. Can we talk about You've Got Mail for one minute of this well, random I, I pod? Actually, brought a prop pod. that I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, I I I have this coffee mug. It's my favorite coffee mug. Okay. I love the yeah. color. Do you see the color? Isn't that great? Like that. Looks like an cream yeah off-white yeah yeah yeah. we'll post this on the instagram right um sure yeah this this is a coffee mug that i got from powell's books you ever been to powell's have i been to powell's yeah, okay um powell's books famous bookstore independent bookstore in portland takes up a whole city sure. block it's like five stories tall it's amazing so i got this like 10- it's a little much <laughs> no 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 yeah you gotta take like a day or two in there so uh i got this like 10 years ago at powell's at powell's in Portland, and um, is there a fox on it? Let me tell you, there's a fox <laughs> standing yeah. on three books, and 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 I saw the fox on the outside of the big box bookstore, and you've got mail, and I thought that looks like the fox from the, and it's it's not exactly, but I'm like, it's pretty much, but but I'm like googling other like I was googling like Powell's bookstore fox logo. This is not a sure. thing they do. This is this I I basically found no other that merch. That was just random. This is just this one mug that they had. And I thought, oh, this has got to be like a you've got mail joke. Right? I could see it. I wouldn't put it past them. As an independent bookstore, right? And it says legendary and independent on there. (laughs) Well, they're somehow both the shop around the corner and Fox Books. I know. They're somehow both. I know. It's like, sure, you're independent bookstore, but you're also. But it's also like the style, too. Sure. sure. It's stipling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like the um, Fox books. So, okay, here's my problem with you've got me. Okay, I got which, I got problems with it too for sure. Sarah Sarah suggests that this is oh the first time we've watched it in like a year, and I I that cannot be true. <laughs> she watches this movie once every three months or so. <laughs> okay, and one time after Lou was first born, she watched it, and then the. Like, I don't know how we land on that for the movie night. And then the next night, she was like, I'm picking a movie tonight. And, we, you know, I was like, okay. And she picked it again. We watched You've Got Mail again. But here's here's my problem. I think it's actually pretty great, except for the fact that nothing bad happens to Tom Hanks. <laughs> like, the guy's, like, kind of a monster in the movie. Oh, oh. And Meg Ryan loses her family business, like, her inheritance from her deceased mother like any sense of like the little guy can win sort of hope she loses all that but she still but tom hanks still gets her in the end and his bookstore is successful and he learns essentially no lessons it's the scene in his father's office early in the movie where he's giddily telling his dad which independent bookstore is now 
uh, out of business out. and how cheaply they're going to buy up the inventory of this bookstore. Right? Like, w- what arc does he go on? No, I think to be slightly like, less mean in person? I mean, my other problem with the film is that um, to watch it in 2023, um, the answer to is it infidelity if it's on email and I don't know them is unequivocally yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have. I've just got to pull up my first review of You've Got Mail. Okay, okay. Remake You've Got Mail, but do it right. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan would never be the people on the other end of those screen names. <laughs> it's like, you know it's a basement-dwelling, fantasy-obsessed, weekend Antifa anarchist talking Starbucks orders with 1998's equivalent to Candace Owens. <laughs> those are the two like weird people on the internet you find who would randomly fall into conversation with each other it's not these like perfectly pleasant professionals whose conversations are always just like you know i've been thinking about lately leaves changing colors it's like but but let me tell you when they leave their apartments and that opening scene and that that we all know that song and that song from the cranberries comes on it's like yeah i'm so here for it i'm in you got me you showed me leaves such a delight um but yeah, speaking of delights, we've got a we've got a shorter, little fun, funky episode in in the works here for you guys. Speaking of Twitter, have you seen the Kevin James takeover of Twitter? No. Okay, I don't know if Twitter is taking a page out of the TikTok algorithm book, but I saw one tweet that is a picture of Kevin James from King of Queens looking sheepishly. Is at it the this camera. Getty image one? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I saw one of those okay. and I sent it to a friend. My feed for the past 24 hours has been 60 images, 60 different meme jokes of, supplied by this random Getty image of Kevin James from like 2005. Yeah, but there are a lot of them. What is going on there? It's trending in the United States. Oh, that's weird. There you go. Yeah. This somehow relates to our podcast. Okay, so we're which, talking uh, about our fun. We need, what are what, what what are we doing here? Are we just bantering? What are we talking about today? We have a bit of a lull before movie season really kicks off. Here, would you would you be in agreement with that statement? You might call it Fincher season. Okay, so we've got about I don't know ten movies coming out in the next two months. I cannot wait that, that we potentially could do a whole episode on. Oh, easily and easily, and, many of know, which, many of which at this point, because of the strike and the release schedules, are are all kind of going to be streaming. Um, which we have originals. a strike update to talk about later on in this episode. I know, and you know, uh, as as loyal listeners know, we edit these podcasts extremely quickly after we <laughs> after we record them, and we're, our turnaround time is is just very impressive. But even even with that impressive turnaround time, it would be impossible. An, an impossible task to do a full episode about each one of these movies coming out, and so uh, one we got we got to look at the scope of the next couple months and figure out really what we want to do and maybe open up that conversation to the audience here. Um, but two, instead of just waiting around or you know for these newer movies to come out or even choosing maybe a movie we're not both excited, super excited to talk about, we figured we just do like a little mini 
you know, snack sized mini bag popcorn size that mm-hmm. you got from the movies once. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, fun size episode. Mm-hmm. A little, little snackable. Yeah. A little, uh, right. a little quickie. A little short film. A little Wes Anderson, Henry Sugar short film vibe. Comes out this week or is it out already? Which might be the next episode because Wes Anderson has four short films four. that are coming out on Netflix over the next month. Yeah. Two months. Yes, they're coming months. out like every week. Who's to say? So that, that'll be a saga to cover. And I think in that episode, we will also discuss Asteroid City, which could be great. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's just a lot coming down the pike, and I feel like one, we want to share that our, you know, our radar, our release. Ra- this is a release radar episode, mm. because I've heard from friends of the pod that um, every, anytime we're talking about movies we're excited for that coming out, they just have no grid for it. Yeah. They're like, you know, unless we bring it up, or you know, you know, a trailer drops on Twitter. It's like some people are just not in the film Twitter world that are anticipating the slate for 2023. Yeah. And so I thought, even if we don't cover all these movies we we might bring up in today's episode, we thought it might be good just to bring some awareness to the, to the, the sleepers, the sleep, the movie sleepers out there. Oh, oh, the sleepy heads. This, thank you. Yeah. It would bring some awareness to the sleepy heads out there of, Hey, these are the movies that we're thinking about doing some pods on and you can get out and see them. Um, that would be rad. And then we got to talk Halloween. We got to talk. We got a lot of stuff to, to kind of mull over here. And then just general movie coverage. Like, what's the what's what's in the news right now when it comes to the old silver screen? Yeah. So that's right. that's what we got for this, Sleepyheads. Uh, do we want to just jump in? or Do you want to start with Do you want to start with what we're excited about? Or do you want to just kind of, I know we, we typically do this at the end of every episode, but just kind of what have you been watching that you were excited about? So let's do a release radar. Okay, release what is, radar. What coming up quick in October? I mean, this episode will probably come out either first week of October or a little bit before. But we have, I mean, the biggest one is Killers of Flower Moon. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because, and it's one of those things like it premiered in New York at the at New York Film Fest, and the basically the reception has been exceedingly yep. positive it, it feels so much like a like one of those few like rare few where it's like no i i know i'm gonna love it i i know and that's a comforting feeling i yeah 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 i didn't need the reviews to be positive yeah, uh, I, well, yeah. let me put it this way i didn't need anybody to tell me the reviews were positive because you know you kind of assume but yeah but but somebody one poll quote from a critic was this is the best performance this is the best performance Leo has ever done. Mm-hmm. Boy. Well, I mean... I'm it, just excited. It, it, it's like with The Irishman. It's like, you're excited because New Scorsese, but you also know, okay, this looks like, and from what you hear from critics before seeing it, like it's going to be a bit of a slog. You know, there's going to be a lot of good stuff, but maybe it's like just a little bit more challenging in terms of what it asks from you. And I'm sure Killers will be that in its own way, but it's also the story... Which I've read the book. Me too. That's another reason I'm excited about it. And I read it like two years ago. Same. So I feel like I'm I'm familiar and I loved the story. And you've forgotten enough to Don't know the details. Don't know the details, right? Yeah. You know the story. Obviously, our boy Marty, but also the rest of the cast. You're like, this this is going to land perfectly in my little 
overlapping I, Venn diagram of love in movie making. And that's a good feeling. Like, when's the last time you know for sure I'm going to vibe with this? We can't say enough about how excited I, we are for I'm, that. I just can't wait. I can't wait. I, I watched... No, no, I just can't wait. Yeah, just thrilled. So, in theaters October... 20th. It's October 20th. It is in theaters October 20th, yeah. and we will be promptly recording an episode after seeing it. You didn't want to wait until so, it premieres on Apple TV+. Plus. When does that? When is that? Like in December. <laughs> like, no, uh, worth get worth getting COVID. Uh, <laughs> and then, okay, so another slightly smaller but still interesting movie that kind of just crept up for me out of nowhere when the trailer dropped about a month ago is a movie called Foe. Yeah. Which is starring Saoirse Ronan and Paul Mescal. Yeah. And that is coming out. Two, two of our great young movie stars. Yeah. And I mean, from what I saw with the trailer, it loved it, the trailer. Like it's. I, this is what I'll say. Um, so, so sometimes there'll be like so. So there was that Kate Winslet, Saoirse Ronan movie from a couple years ago, Ammonite, which I never saw, but I was like intrigued when I watched the trailer because I like both those actresses. But then mm-hmm. the premise did nothing for me, um, and and so I just. And then I think reviews were mixed to positive, but it wasn't a compelling enough reason for me to kind of check this out. But like sure. to me, both these two young actors and then a premise that is like very interesting in a world that feels really built out. Like, and I'm getting sure. all of this from a trait from the trailer, I realize, but like I am. Oh my gosh. Just all in. All in. Yeah. Yeah. Set in the near future when corporate power and environmental decay are ravaging the planet. Cool. Hen and Junior are a young married couple living in a solitary life on their isolated farm. And I'm like, listen, this is Sarah's suggestion for our life once a day. (laughs) So I already profoundly relate. And it just looks beautiful. And kind of this like sleeper out of nowhere thing coming through. So that's on the radar. Definitely going to see that. Possibly talk about it. And then what? What else? What else is coming out in October? Gotta tell you, October thirteenth. I watched. I rewatched the trailer for this tonight. Directed by the one and only Meg Ryan. Oh my god! What happens later? Meg Ryan, David Duchovny, stuck in an airport together. It's okay. like it's like. First the- of all, I pointed this out on Twitter, and I said it was right there, and I made a custom movie poster for the Terminal Two. I know. I know. I'm like, Meg, how you don't go and cast our boy Tom and just do the natural thing here. Kokosia. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, just looks so dumb, uh, but in like a fun you've got mail kind of way. And, um, you know, it, it, I will watch it when it is inevitably on... Paramount Plus. We're going to We have to watch it. We just have to see what's going on with Meg Ryan. Um, okay, some, some quick ones. Wes Anderson has four short films uh-huh, uh-huh. all coming out on Netflix, all coming out in the next like month or two. And the first one is in a couple days. Yes. It, and so it, it, yeah. the something, something Henry Sugar. So... Yeah. I, but they're like forty minutes, like they're they're long short films, mm-hmm. and so um, I think we're definitely going to be doing a you know wrap up episode about all of those yeah. and maybe Asteroid City after they they've come out. So keep an eye out for those. It's it's come on, we're professionals here. It's the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is the title, and the Swan, the Rat Catcher, and Poison 
are the four short stories that he's adapting and in different styles it seems it looks like one of them is kind of the Wes Anderson stop motion and and kind of some shared actors across which is typical of him but yeah really excited about it so what were you gonna say you were gonna mention one a quick one that's on Netflix right now that I'm gonna check out is called El Condi ah yeah which uh, you also started yeah it's a Spanish language it is kind of this weird satirical reimagining of the Chilean dictator Augusto Pinochet as a 250 year old vampire. So, so like the the central character right there, Pinochet. spooky season. <laughs> I'm all in. Okay, uh, like this, he, you know he was this real dictator, but they, they framed him uh, as a vampire in this movie. Um, and like super fun style. I, I watched kind of the first, just the kind of the beginning, get a taste of it. Beautiful um, black and white. Yeah, yeah, love love it. Um, and and like obviously kind of that wry humor uh, of like a weird satire in this way. You know, it's a, it's a it's kind of a big Netflix release. You got to be careful because Netflix defaults to like the dubbed English, whatever. And it's, mm. which I like annoys me. And I couldn't actually figure out quite how to get to, I mean, I could figure out how to change the language, but, but it is a multi-language film. And so I, I wasn't mm. even sure if I had the right, Netflix is annoying in that way. Like just show me the movie the way it was made, but it's Pablo Lorraine who, um, his his latest film before this, um, Spencer, uh, the Spencer, the, yeah, right. which we saw together yes we didn't do an episode on um, no but it we was saw it together it was we both enjoyed it yeah, yeah. and it definitely grew on me i think it made my top 10 of yeah. 2023 yeah. Great, 2022 great score but just great great performance in that so i i like you know kind of interested in pablo lorena's director and um i think el conde looks fun i, I plan on finishing it is, is really kind of what i'm getting at um, okay, yeah. you want to talk about the big one for October? Um, I mean, it's crazy. October is just like it's packed. It's it's Killers of the Flower Moon, and then we close the month out with the new David Fincher, The Killer. And you know, in the meantime, if I head to my local Cinemark, what I can see tonight: Expendables Four, but not really. It's Expendaforables because they replaced the A. With the number four. <laughs> We've got the nun two. You know what I could do? Let's go let's go in we should go in numerical order, I I suppose. So we can do the nun two. We can do equalizer three. We can do <laughs> expendables four. four. We can do it just keeps. Um what else? Haunted Mansion that did nothing from a couple uh, yeah, months yeah. back. My big fat Greek wedding three. three. We forgot yeah, another yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Or uh Barbie and Oppenheimer again. Wow. We went from very, very little offerings to just a feast before us. Yeah. And, um, yeah, as you said, ending the month, and I think maybe you said going into November is the killer. Oh. David Fincher's new movie. And in celebration of that, we have decided to do, paired with the killer, our official David Fincher Power Rankings episode. Have you seen every Fincher film? No, I have not. And I'm excited for the month of October what, for spooky season. What, what have you missed? Not, Can I ask? I have not seen The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It's crazy. Which has been on my Apple sale thing every week basically yeah. i'm like can we just buy it yes uh i've not seen panic room <gasps> which i know you love and i've not seen the game oh, i love I love. so i got some fincher catch-up but it's october and it's fincher season and it's spooky season and big and, deal i mean know, it's a big deal for fincher too because this so he made mank in 2020 and makes a movie that i liked 
but is mm-hmm. a movie that also feels very disconnected from the rest of his filmography, which I think is fine. Like I think I like when directors really kind of go out there, but but in a in a lot of ways, Mank felt like something he was doing kind of for his father, right? It's based on a, mm-hmm. a, a the screenplay was written by David Fincher's dad before his dad passed away, um, and the style. I mean, and just like the things I love about David Fincher, which are not when people talk about David Fincher, they take. Talk, talk about how dark he is right and how moody yeah but also like how he you know how just uh depraved right the characters are sure. It, it, sure. not not in not in this kind of over the top way but really trying to he has certain tropes that people are drawn to yeah yeah that's like i i am fascinated i i i'm fascinated and i love him as a filmmaker like for mostly the technical reasons like m- mm-hmm. more than the other stuff. I mean, I think uh, to to me, you know, I, that stuff is there, but that's you know, that's not why I'm watching, right? And I and I even struggle. Like Seven is a movie that I think is so phenomenal, but like I just don't want to watch it. I don't want to be in that world. Sure. Yeah. And and partly that's because he's so good. He was so good yeah. in 1995 making his second disgusting. movie yeah. that he like. Man, I was thinking about this. Do you remember um, when we were growing up? They had like, like the A and E channel had like the hundred hundred scariest scares oh, of yeah. movie history. Oh yeah, and uh, it was pretty freaky. Just put yeah, yeah, yeah. And on. they would like you'd it show it every October like a hundred times, and yeah, like and and they then they get all like comedians and talking heads to talk about all these movies, right? And it was a classic yeah. kind of early two thousands, you know, basic cable kind of thing, and. And then there were all these movies, and they'd show clips of them, and they'd show like the scariest sequences of these movies. And and as it made like me a, think Nightmare on Elm Street was scary. Oh, totally. Because I like half watched one of the scenes from it. I'm like, oh my god. And then I watched it. I'm like, this movie sucks. <laughs> totally. Like, very much like a, 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 a kind of predisposes you to enjoy or think certain things about movies. Baptism yeah. by fire yeah. of horror movies. Yeah. But and but I remember like in a lot of ways it really shaped what I thought was a scary movie you know mm-hmm. um, and I remember I think I had probably seen the scene a scene from Seven in that before I had seen Seven itself and, mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways it was kind of like a really safe way for like a junior higher to watch a lot of this horror stuff not, not sure. safe you know is it appropriate but like like let's just load up every horrifying scene in film history well, well, and just like <laughs> download it into his brain. Well, but it was also like every sequence was going to be interjected by Andy Dick making a like a, a funny like, quote. I didn't like the director, <laughs> dude. Andy Dick is a psycho. I listen to a lot of comedian podcasts, interviews, and whenever they talk about Andy that Dick. dude. Okay, you that gotta guy cut, should you be gotta in jail. This. Yeah, I, I believe that. Cut the whole Andy Dick thing. Why? <laughs> I don't. It's just in case Andy Dick ever listens. <laughs> no, no, no. I just nobody needs to be thinking about Andy Dick as they're listening to our don't, podcast. Don't Wikipedia that guy's uh, you know problems with crime. Anyway, yeah. So Fincher season is upon us, and you know I don't know. Like, hey, Social Network, Zodiac, um, Seven, Fight Club. I'm just. Just in case we have some listeners who aren't super aware of, of his filmography and, and, you know, maybe want to check some of his stuff out. But. Oh, my gosh. His legal issues and controversies section on his Wikipedia is endless. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. It's crazy he's not in jail. It's, like, <laughs> disturbing stuff, too. Okay, sorry. you got to um, cut that, too. 
Yeah, so ju- just in case people aren't as up to date on Fincher's catalog, you know. Um, I, 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 I know that, again, that it's... I, I want to give the caveat, like, like what I said about him as a filmmaker, like, those things are true. Like, he is really interested in, like, kind of a darkness in humanity. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was I was more speaking to like um, I don't know I I just assume everyone's as into like oh, oh no, 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 no I understand oh, I understand. I'm, yeah. I'm giving that as a caveat of like you it, it, like the exercise of going on a on a, like a David Fincher film run boy that's a good prepare be yourself that's a heavy week right like I don't know prepare yourselves <laughs> um, what is that from I don't know um, oh I gotta know though. <laughs> Let me go back to the. Is that from Smash Brothers? Is that Uh, no? It's not from Smash Brothers. Yes, it is. Ike vs. Cloud. See? Okay. See, I knew. Oh yeah, it's Ike. Okay. Hey, brawl fans out there, that's a deep cut for you, (laughs) for the taunting emote. Prepare yourselves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a journey into the the depravity. Um, And and I also think in a lot of ways, like I think especially Fight Club has kind of been memed in a way. Sure. Like, like, oh gosh, I just think the people that I know, like coming up, especially in college and stuff, that were really into Fight Club, were like really into it, and they it was very clear that they had missed the message of the movie. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't even know what to make of those same people missed the message of Barbie too. <laughs> well, well, obviously, but it, you know, I don't know what to make of what he is doing with the killer. It's not a movie I've seen, obviously, but like, did you hear the quote about what he's like, what he wants? He's no. like, I really, I want, I want people to watch this and then think to themselves that the person in line behind them at Hope Depot might be a serial killer. Nice. And I'm like, well, maybe I, I, I want to give him the. That's what I want. I'm like, like, dude, you're, a, you sound like a major dork. <laughs> I just, I gotta say, like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I think like this is. I really be... want to spook people out. <laughs> this is gotta be. It's like, like, dude, why don't you stop doing interviews and start making movies? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, this just, is. I think relax. it's just relax. part of the whole like the, the whole David Fincher experience, right? Sure. Um, you know, I mean, does that scare you? <laughs> so like, I, relax. I'm very, you know, very curious. But I, I just he, we'll, we'll get into it on that episode. Yeah. But um, e- either way, it's gonna be a spectacle, and we're we're uh, we're looking forward to that. Is, we might not be able to do some Halloween uh, themed episodes this year just because there's so much other good stuff well we're gonna have but, two, two episodes with the movie's name with killer in the title so that you know, sure that's spooky but enough, you know right? that's not that's not how i was thinking about doing a john carpenter retrospective oh we can watch the trying, thing well i was trying to watch they a lot of it. I, I realized i realized there's there's this, like maybe three or four essentials from him that i haven't seen yet have you seen they live yeah. no is that on your radar yeah i was gonna watch they live the fog christine and well, i think one more have you seen the thing no. Oh yeah, yeah. I bought the thing on the four ninety nine sale. It's so freaking good. Might be my favorite, honestly. More than Halloween. Like Hall- Halloween's great, but yeah, I, I, I was shocked so how much I liked. It. Yeah, I yeah, know. So the, the I don't know. That could that, wild, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a fun Halloween episode because be all this stuff is is perfectly like adult uh, goosebumps. You know. Oh, that's a really good way of describing it. Adult goosebumps. I yeah. love that. Right. And that yeah, is or the it's kind spooky, of, mm-hmm. but it's not like ugh. You feel like you gotta, you know, after walking through the city in seven, take a shower. Yes, yeah, right. It's yeah. like it. It is kind of. It's like adult. Are you afraid of the dark? You know. It's, yeah. 
and not uh, not like triple X adults. Yeah, not like not like triple Twitter <laughs> adults. Anyway, uh, and uh, or I mean, even or even just like kind of a a, a slightly more grown up like Twilight Zone, right? Like a lot of what he does feels like they could have been yeah. Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, yeah. Really Halloween good. two is severely underrated. Uh, Halloween two, I've never seen. You gotta check it out. That so, was the anthology kind of idea, right? So depending on our, you know, editing speed, we'll see how October is looking. But definitely Killers and definitely The Killer, and then there's some some wiggle room. But that's kind of the slate right now, and and some stuff that we're checking out. Thus concludes. Oh, I got one more. Whoa. I'm excited about. It's a little later in the year, and I, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about it. Um, I'm really interested in Zone of Interest. It's, Zone of Interest comes out later. What do you know? Is it like November? Um, it's the first it film by Jonathan Glazer in like 10 years, 10 or 12 years or something, right? Um, yes. Yeah, tw- 10 years um, since Under the Skin. And I'd never seen any of his movies. And I... and I, You, you know, yeah. and real quick, this is part of why we I wanted to do this episode. Yeah. Is that here's a cool little moment where you and me both had not seen one of this guy's major movies, which yeah. is called Under the Skin. Yeah. And we both see that he has a new movie coming out that's mm-hmm. getting some chatter around the, uh, you know, festival circuits. And the way people are talking about it is like, oh my gosh, Jonathan Glazer, new movie. And I'm yeah. like, who is this guy? And, you know, we both end up watching this Under the Skin movie, which, you know, we could have a good conversation about. But there's just like this film world where you start you know, ooh, the hype around this movie because yeah. he directed, and so we just want to bring people in on yeah, that. Exactly. That's why, and that's why I wanted to bring this up. Is, yeah. So I watched Under the Skin. You really liked it. I loved it. I did not connect with this movie. Yeah. And I get. I hey, guess oh, what? Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I get it. <laughs> I, boy, it it was like, it was like it's living in a very uncomfortable space in my brain. That's for sure. But it has a space in my brain. I'll tell you what. It's almost like all of David Fincher's baser instincts without mm-hmm. any of the fun of a Fincher movie. There's no fun in this movie. There's no fun, right? It, that's, fair, that's fair, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is, a, it is like a, a meditation into, I mean, loneliness, loneliness. but also... Yeah, like a meditation of loneliness, but taken to its extremity. Violent. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a good time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I and it was some. It, it's interesting to me because I'm very interested still in seeing Zone of Interest. Um, and, and apparently, mm-hmm. I do actually know the premise of Zone of Interest. Um, yeah, and it's a good premise. Do, I don't know if you want to explain it. Um, it, it it's. It like follows a family in the kind of you know German Austrian countryside, and the dad mm-hmm. happens to be a Nazi officer at a concentration camp by day, and it takes place during World War Two. And and I think from what I've heard and, and what I can imagine from that premise is it's this right, it's the the contrast of the ordinary and mundane of like family life with the right. absolute you know uh, uh, greatest terror and wickedness that humans can you know, perpetrate on one another. Right. Strive and, to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden next to the camp. Yeah. yeah, Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. And I think if you yeah. take that subject matter really seriously, that yeah. sounds like a really powerful movie. And then I watched it under the skin. And I was like, boy, I did not like this. Uh, yeah. 
So, but I mean, again, under the, the skin is, is also like supernatural and, and or, or kind of a sci-fi adjacent, right? And this is, seems very grounded. Sure. So I, I don't know what to make of it. Did you not like it because like foundationally it's a pretty unlikable movie? Or were you like the actual filmmaking? You're like, this is mm. not. Because um, I thought that there was so much like interesting things happening that had me saying like, this is uh, like catching me because I'm not used to it. And... I'll tell you, you know. there was a moment where Scarlett Johansson is looking at herself in the mirror, and I thought, oh my gosh, she's she's really looking at herself for a long time. Then I realized I had paused it. <laughs> <laughs> but such is the pace and style of the movie yeah. that I think I watched that for about 20 seconds before realizing. <laughs> you know, yeah. again, again, like, I'm not, I recognize a quality of craft in it. Sure, sure. That in a different movie, I think I would have resonated with, but it was both the, the, the conceit and the plot and, 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 and that paired with this very kind of arm's length, distant kind of story. So I get what, I get it. I felt the things he probably wanted me to feel and I didn't it's, like it. It's, ex, it's extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, yes. Yeah. In, in a way that, again, for me, it's... Um, Man, if you elicit such a strong reaction from me, yeah, not and you know, in something that's not just um, maybe like like grotesque or like shock, you know, yeah, if it's not like overtly disturbing, violent, you know, whatever, but if it's actually you're eliciting really strong emotion, like I'm pretty interested in that because it's pretty rare, yeah, and so yeah, it's very uncomfortable, not fun at all, and the things it brings up in you is like I do not like making friends with those things but the fact that all that was happening to me and I'm like even like I hear the soundtrack sometimes yeah, yeah it's good and soundtrack. it is like it is like evil the soundtrack in like a hypnotizing way honestly it reminded me of Zelda it reminded me of Ocarina of Time sometimes of like mm. some of the scarier parts of that game like yeah. you know well you know the screams of like the yeah. zombie yeah, 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 yeah totally or like the dark temple or whatever it's like totally yeah and and that game is really good at yeah. preying on isolation and uh, and being like a small kid in a dangerous world, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Yes. Excellent. Well. Well put. It's interesting. I. I so if you're down for that on like a Friday night, like go check it out. I, well, it's interesting because no, I can't recommend it to anyone. No, I, I could. I would never recommend that to anyone. Yeah. And yeah, just and it was a little like I heard I heard this said about a different movie recently, but I. But I thought if I were at a museum and it was just on in a loop, like an art, like some mm-hmm. modern art museum, and right. under the skin was in a gallery just on a loop, I'd be like, "Well, this is interesting," and I can yeah. walk out after four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to leave now. <laughs> I, yeah. Unlike the people I, under the soup. So normally we jump into our segments right now and do our little uh, intro for what are we drinking. But you know, this is a mini episode, and we, and we just don't have time for that. So. I'm just going to say what I'm drinking tonight, and uh, you know what I'm back on? I am back on uh, Magic Mind. You remember that mushroom, ashwagandha, matcha, energy, actually true energy drink that uh, we had a couple months back? Well, I'm jumping back in that pool, and um, I could not be more pleased with the results again. Normally, I always hit that afternoon, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, major dip from uh, 
just having coffee in the mornings, but hitting Magic Mind kind of at midday or sometimes in the morning with my coffee, I mean, it just makes a huge difference in the clarity, in my clarity while working or just general energy levels. I'm not hitting that lull. You know, Lou woke up last night at, uh, well, I don't know, 11 at night, and then he didn't go to bed till 1.30, and I was just hanging out with him, me and Sarah taking turns, but honestly, I wasn't that tired during it. And I can't help but wonder if Magic Mind was for the, the reason for it. And so, um, and actually, for our listeners, as fans of Magic Mind here, they are offering our listeners um, 56% off a subscription to Magic Mind. They can do a subscription, or you can just buy a single um, you know, box of drinks, because they're like little mini shots. So you can get 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with uh, our code, MOVIESLEEP20. That's M-O-V-I-E-S-L-E-E-P-20. Um, and you'll get 50% off your subscription. And then if it's past the first, the next 10 days, uh, it'll be 20% off just forever whenever you use that code. So, um, yeah, I've just been loving it, and I feel like it's um, just a genuinely good energy drink that doesn't have all the processed, unhealthy stuff that most uh, so-called energy drinks have. Um, so I actually really just enjoy the product and are happy that they're willing to hook our listeners up with a code. So guys, go check them out. Like I said, it's just made from all good stuff, matcha, um, a bunch of different types of mushrooms that are known to actually give your body energy instead of just what caffeine does, which is tell your body you're not tired. Uh, So again, hop on their site, go to magicmind.co forward slash movie sleep and then enter the code MOVIESLEEP20 for 50%, 56% off your subscription. So yeah, that's what I've been drinking. Let's um, We don't have time to hear what you've been drinking, Matthew, but let's uh, continue the episode here. But it's interesting because, so, so speaking of like, the theme of loneliness, I, I also watched Master Gardener this week, the mm. latest Paul Schrader release and closing out his trilogy of lonely sad men. Of which the others are? The Card Counter and First Reform. And, and all three of these movies... Master, like Master I can't Gardner, recommend. <laughs> nah, see, I don't, but I don't know about that. Like, I would recommend First Reform. Oh no, yeah, right. Sure. Like, it just these are downer movies. They're such downer movies. Master Gardener, I think, is the most optimistic of the three. Um, yeah. And the card counter is so like unpleasant to watch in a lot of ways because of his background. Um, Plus the camera angle on Willem Dafoe's crazy yes. face. Yes. You're like, never yes. mind. Yeah, Nightmare yeah, fuel. I, did you know? I saw I'll that avoid a, you. Did you see that in a movie theater? <laughs> What? Uh, the card counter? No, I, I saw I saw the card counter in a movie theater. I was the only that is person. Sick. I was the only person in that theater. It was so You're weird. You're like, let me leave. <laughs> you weirdo. Right, like the, uh, you know, these are movies that are similar, like themes uh, central to them are, are, are loneliness and isolation and, and, and depravity and sin and guilt, right? right? And, and Schrader is kind of this Calvinist. I mean, he, he, he's kind of... He, he, you know, admits wrestling with his own Calvinistic faith in, in a lot of his films, <coughs> dating back to Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, right? I mean, those mm-hmm. are films he wrote with Scorsese, but so it's the same themes of Under the Skin, too, and there's this, this level of discomfort he's creating with these characters, but but I enjoy watching them, and they don't right. make me feel that icky. <laughs> right. You, you know, like, there is... They don't give you the ick. I don't know. I just... I, I loved Master Gardener. It, 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 I loved it. I mean, I don't know. It's a it's a thing of I like watching characters do things that they're really good at, and I just could have watched this guy garden 
for two hours would have been lovely. Just talk about soil. Just awesome. Just get some tips. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. And, and there's and that one really has an optimism to it. But um, again, the same theme we've been talking about in, in so many movies. It's an Adam and Eve story in a garden. Literally a garden. But it's but like it's definitely this kind of play on Adam and it's Eve there. again. And it's, and it's Paul Schrader, right? So I know his own faith. I, I know this filmmaker as a, as a man of very complex faith, but, but certainly yeah. Calvinistic um, reformed faith. And so you see it in his films. And I think there's a, there's a, even in his darkest kind of writing, right? There's some, there's still this inherent hopefulness in Schrader, you know, maybe not in his, some of his earlier stuff. I think he's, he's grown into that, right? Taxi Driver is not that hopeful of a film. You know, Raging Bull has even senses of that. I don't know. Um, so I, that's what I watched this week. Yeah, this has been just a little release radar, a little what we've been watching, a little just like taking the temperature, doing a quick check-in with you, you sleepyheads. And I just, I like the idea of, I like the idea of being, bringing people in on the process, starting totally. the conversation. Even just that, it, it just, that that's when movie watching got more interesting to me was who directed this? What else did they do? Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, like. And I vibe with everything like this thing they made. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm paying attention to more directors than I am just like that looks cool or I like that actor. Man, I you know this is so I don't know. I, we were talking before offline kind of about this and just the last few months I've I found it really hard not to watch movies. I, I love watching movies, but but a sense of like I'm I've really struggled to put on something that I don't know if I'm gonna like it or or I don't I just you know I'm I'm. Or something new, like I'm just not interested in that because I like the work to put into getting through the first 15 minutes of a movie. Right. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> what does he want? So, like, I think a lot of people relate to that feeling. That's why they rewatch a TV show. No, it's like I know them. Yes, yes, right. Yes, this is like so. We're watching the They're bear my friends. right now. Did you guys watch the bear? Did we watch yeah, yeah. the bear? Yeah. So we're watching the bear right now, and like I, we put it off for so long. Shout, shout out Josh for letting me use your Hulu account. I, I put it off for so long because I'm like, oh, I don't want to get, I don't want to have to get into a thing. You're like, what's this guy's deal? Uh, yeah, right. And and like the the thing started, and it's like him on a bridge in Chicago, and there's a bear in front of him, and Megan's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I think it must be a dream, but I don't know. And I hate it when TV shows start with dream sequences. Like, and it was. A lost I, yeah. And it was, and it's fine. But, you know, we got through it. You know, I, mean, I had this, like, thing of, like, ah. And so the other night I was, like, really, I wanted to watch something. And I had kind of the time. And I was, you know. And and I, I and Netflix had added The Squid and the Whale, which I've never seen. I'd never seen that before. <sighs> That's a good movie. And let me tell you, this is this is what I gotta remember, right? We're talking about directors we know and and, and do we oh, vibe yeah. with a thing, right? And I'm like, I know I really like you no know, Bombback movies. And let me tell you, I was I was like all in in within fifteen seconds. Like one of his better movies. There is just a quality of filmmaking and a quality like when you have a quality director that knows how to lead you through a thing, right? I, I can I'm I'm in and we break through that right, and mm-hmm. and 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 so I'm but it's hard to know what you're gonna get you know it's hard to know that going into something new and I think that's gonna be the challenge for a lot of people really crazy that's another dark movie but um oh boy let me tell you uh who who are we talking about oh Tom Hanks being a terrible um, person let me tell you 
uh, he is uh, nothing compared to um, the dad in the squid and the whale. Uh, Jeff Daniels in the squid and the whale. One of the most hateful dads in movies, period, right? Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so go, guys, I I guess, you know, at the end of the the day, go watch Under the Skin. Go watch Squid No, don't. Do not watch watch Under the Skin. Do not watch Under the Skin. Go watch these just brutal movies that we are, like, you know, really loving in our when we when we find some spare time we like to put on just um, okay in the last few minutes here can we talk about a, a movie we would never have given a full episode to but is a big new release on hulu this week that we both did watch right no one will save you yeah no one will save you uh premiered on hulu it's a alien invasion thriller right i mean there's no that's not a spoiler it's Perfect way to, to kick off spooky season. Yeah, yeah, great kind of fun thriller horror adjacent. It's scary, but not really. Yeah, creepy, but not really. It's actually way funnier than scary. Ooh. At least, at least some parts. <laughs> like, of like when that lady spit. I on was her. laughing. No, I was laughing so hard at the aliens sometimes <laughs> at their dance moves and stuff. Yeah, that's sorry, true. spoilers. That's true. They were just like, and they're like <laughs> tripping over themselves. These guys are kind of funny. <laughs> And, and, and like, what everyone will talk about is this is a screenplay with essentially no dialogue, right? Right. There's, There's about six words in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Did you happen to read my review of this? Yeah. Yeah. Because I hated the ending. I mean, I just, right. I hated it. This is a spoiler warning. Skip ahead maybe three minutes. And I don't understand it. Not that I, not that it was too complicated for me. It was not a fleshed out ending. They're like, wait, she kills people too. Yeah, it was a little like that. Like, okay, like. But that is the vibe. They're like, dude, wait, she hates people too. <laughs> right, Let's like send her back. That's the thing. And I'm like, I'm like, she seems, she seems like a nice girl, and that mailman probably has done worse things, and the aliens didn't read his mind, and also, and this is this is, there were two problems. I had a problem with the resolution with the aliens reading her mind and seeing that she accidentally killed her friend when they were like twelve, and the and that was like dumb, and that's why they let her go free. It doesn't make any sense. But but the other thing is, the the part of the way that they work around having a screenplay with no dialogue is that nobody in this small town will talk to her, because mm. ten years ago she killed her friend accidentally, which. Once you find out that that's why they don't talk to her, it's like, well, that's silly because right. they were 12 having a fight in the woods and she accidentally, I mean, I mean she grabbed a rock and there's some holes yeah, in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some holes. Didn't love that. But loved the denouement, the final, final ending where now she's just like giving herself over to living with the aliens. Like love that. Heck yeah. Excellent. Like great laugh the, at the end. With the UFOs flying around yeah. with the 50s music. Yeah. Like, this is great. Yeah. And the first 20, 25 minutes are just Excellent. tight as hell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the first two it, thirds were really good. I it Just a fun Friday night movie yeah. night. Throw like, it on. PG-13. Like, yeah, I was going to say, high quality PG-13 here, right? doesn't Heck doesn't yeah. need to give itself over to needless violence or language or anything like that. Well, there's no language. <laughs> hey yeah. yeah, it was fun. So, yeah. We're just doing a little quickie episode, maybe a bit longer than we thought it would be, but um, we're taking a page out of Wes's book, a little short film, a, little sh- a short movie, 
while they sleep. Uh, until next episode, catch us on Instagram at Movies While I Sleep. Shout out Andy. Carhoff if you follow us, you can uh, get a picture of my uh, pal's book mug. We'll make sure to post that riveting content. <laughs> Let me know page. if you think this is a reference to You've Got Mail. Which, hey, you should follow us because instead of just posting our our dumb announcements about the pod, uh, it's a meme page now. So <laughs> enjoy. I I am providing value to your life uh, with our content. So at least you can do follow us back at Movies While I Sleep. Shout out Andy Carhall who does our theme music. And uh, leave us a review, a rating. Send the pod to a movie lover in your life. And we'll catch you on the next one. Good night, y'all. Bye. Frasier. The- Frasier is the uh, dungeon master, obviously. The orcs raise their axes high and demand blood. Niles. I tell them I'm not here. Fraser, I'm sorry. Niles, I argue that philosophically they cannot trust their own senses about me. Fraser, it's a bit bold to place Descartes before the orcs, Niles. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut this yeah, section. Yeah.